0: Deficiency that you had that's going to get cured real fast because there are some things that are worth dying for, ladies and gents. You radical. This system and everything that it touches, it corrupts and it is rotten. We are not here to give the establishment just to run for their money. We are here to change the course of history in the wars, in the Fed, in the Empire. A free people who contracts together without government regulation has been proven to lift the human condition. And we can see it plain as day if we just take off these ridiculous tribal banners. The government doesn't give a damn about people dying. Unconstitutional for the American people to be saddled with that kind of debt by gunpoint to have it wasted on bureaucracy. I'm not finishing my yet. My mission is to bring people together while preserving the freedom of every individual, regardless of skin color, age, faith, gender, love, and every other nuance which makes us unique. I was informed that their main interest was liberty, and in this cause,
1: I am doing my very best. Welcome to Radical,
0: ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, maybe a little bit of a, a different um, format uh, for today, and if you guys are looking, obviously kind of set the, the mood a little bit differently here in the studio today. I was just, I don't know, uh, we're coming into Father's Day, and I think uh, America's got a lot on its plate right now. I think the world's got a lot on its plate, honestly. Uh, when we When we take a look at what's going on in this world, um, as, as parents, as fathers specifically, because obviously I'm not a mom, <laughs> I can be, I guess I can be a mother. I've been accused of that. But, uh, at, at at any rate, I, I should say, I I'm looking at the world obviously, and uh, in a much different way, um, these, these days. And, you know, as, as a dad, who's got, uh, kids that are, you know, coming into their teenage years, this is one of those areas where, um you know i think america has been put in this extremely odd place by a bunch of people that have way too much power because they control money so this episode we're going to talk about bitcoin and what it offers to uh the next the next generation next generations i should say uh we're going to look at what's going on and why uh Why things like this, uh, just absolutely perverse, uh, you know, I don't know how to put put it any other way. Just, uh, pedophilia has run rampant, not only here, but around the world. Why has it been able to, how has it been able to, what's going on, what's precipitating this. And I don't think this has been looked at a whole lot. I mean, I haven't heard it in this space and I hope it offers you some perspective i hope it offers you some unique perspective that encourages you uh that gives you some some idea some optimism and at the same time some fight i really like that's that's where i'm at as a as a dad as somebody who is tired of seeing this absolute uh assault on families on kids on on our on just values that will perpetuate the species like that we are up against something that i think is absolutely one of the most evil forces on earth and today we're going to talk a little bit about what it is what the optimism is where it came from and how and why this is happening um in order for you to be able to look at it in, in 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 a new uh way maybe introduce these ideas to people out there that don't get it yet and that's that's what this is all about this is all about sharing these these kind of things with people who are on the outside that agree that there's problems and I think that's most of America I think most of America agrees uh, that we have problems I think most of the world right now agrees that we have some real real problems with uh, with the state of states uh, with with this tyrannical evil, empire, just this, I don't know, out of control behemoth that's perpetuated by fiat. And for me, it couldn't be clearer. But for some people out there who haven't heard or don't know or haven't studied or just are busy living their lives trying to be moms and dads, um, grandparents or kids growing up for that matter, I think this bears not only our attention, but repeating for those who aren't here yet, so today's first, um, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, a, a, a another article. Uh, this is out of Bitcoin Magazine. You guys will see it. Um, I'll add it to the stream here, and we'll just kind of read through it. And then I'll come back, and we'll we'll talk about not only it, but we're going to talk about some of the other things that are going on that I see that um, maybe haven't crept across anybody else's uh, shows. And this is just one of those ones where, I don't know, you, you, you look at this kind of stuff, man, I don't know if I want to do this or not, but I think it's time. And I think it's time to, uh, to get extremely loud, very boisterous and, uh, go on the offensive about this because it's, it's absolutely, um, the, the root cause I think of, of what's going on. So, um, without further ado, this is from uh, Bitcoin magazine. the The failed we've failed Gen Z, but Bitcoin offers hope for the future. So without further ado, let's get this thing cracking. From BitcoinMagazine.com, dot com, we've failed Gen Z, but Bitcoin offers hope for the future. The members of Gen Z have had their future stolen by monetary mismanagement but they are poised to rebuild with Bitcoin. Written by David Waugh and Dave Brinbaum, June 5th, 2023 Every generation has bones to pick with those who came before. However, Generation Z, those born between the late 1990s and early 2010s, have an especially valid complaint. Previous generations have stolen their future. Also called the Zoomers, This group was forced by lockdowns and school closures to socialize through webcams during their formative years. These 68 million Americans have had their lives disrupted by social upheaval, wealth destruction, and cultural decline, all during the prime of their youth. Many Zoomers do not realize the scale of the crime perpetrated against them. Some are waking up. Either way, all of them will soon need to chip in to pay the piper. For decades of monetary and fiscal mismanagement by prior generations. But the situation is not hopeless. There is a tool that Generation Z can use to achieve restitution. Instead of embarking on a dismal project to rebuild our ruined financial system, only to reinstate the rents and inequities that existed before, Zoomers can leave their mark upon history by using Bitcoin to build a new system that is resilient equitable and just like the greatest generation, which rebuild America on strong foundations after facing down the greatest threat to humanity that it had ever manifested generation Z can channel their well-earned sense of betrayal and loss to create a world order worthy of being passed down to their children and grandchildren backed into a corner, sometimes called the loneliest generation. Gen Z has been sold out by their elders who have declined to make the necessary sacrifices to allow future generations to prosper. The psychological warfare waged against Zoomers is sometimes subtle, but often it is not. In schools, mass media, and online, they are assailed with doom about climate, race, exploitation, and told that their future has been stolen by evil people who selfishly refuse to fix those problems. In fact, this is a half-truth. The Zoomer's future has indeed been stolen, but not by polluters and racists. Instead, globalist elites, smart enough to see their system failing, but not courageous enough to take responsibility for it, have looted the financial and cultural capital left to us by the greatest generation. As part of the cover-up for this crime, Zoomers have endured a constant onslaught of depressing propaganda. They are told the world will end in 10 years. Climate anxiety is widespread among the generation that is instructed to feel guilty for their existence rather than called to create new things and solve problems. Previous generations shot for the moon. Today's elites disparage space exploration out of concern that rockets might affect the weather. All of this has yielded predictable results. Zoomers experience high rates of suicide, depression, anxiety, and many feel that life is meaningless. Politicians are not likely to offer a solution. Appealing to the voting base of Generation Z is a shameful game of gaslighting, virtue signaling, and self-righteous power grabs. Political leaders deny reality and claim that they can engineer prosperity using central planning. Government schools and universities generally fail to deliver a quality humanist education, depriving an entire generation of the necessary intellectual tools to notice this deception growing awareness of the problem and yet many members of generation z are coming to important realizations as they work their way through the rubble of the university system and join the workforce we recently caught up with jack Nicastro, a current dartmouth college student who believes he can see through politically motivated pessimism quote mainstream culture is hopelessly pessimistic particular apropos technology Nicostra said politicians capitalize on the populist's anxieties about technology, automation, and AI with their usual demagoguery to advance illiberal policy agenda, as evidenced by the TikTok hearings. End quote." Sid Gundapaneni, a student at Binghamton University, offered a similar perspective, stating he is optimistic in a broad sense regarding living standards, though less certain about the future of freedom. Quote, from a liberty standpoint, I am unable to maintain such confidence, and I believe there are long-term consequences for this, he said, but right now, governments and their subsidized industries show no fatigue in their massive growth, end quote. Coming to terms with the challenge, the fiscal and monetary crisis facing Gen Z are significant. The national debt is over $31 trillion, and unfunded liabilities exceed $187 trillion. Thanks to a politicized and incompetent Federal Reserve, the American economy is headed towards stagflation, a nasty phenomenon where inflation and unemployment intensify at the same time. Leaders from major political parties claim Social Security and Medicare reforms are off the table. Brian Reddell senior fellow at Manhattan Institute, recently stated that both programs will drive 116 trillion and budget deficits over the next 30 years, according to the CBO. Some Zoomers recognize the need for reform. In a Wall Street Journal article featuring student commentary on Social Security, Mark Panjadian, an undergraduate at the University of Texas at Austin, stated, Instead of placing retirement dreams in the hands of a deadlocked Congress, I advise everyone to depend on the fruits of their own labor. Another, Ryan Callahan of the University of Virginia, claimed regardless of the changes Congress makes, Social Security will be a ghost of its former self by the time my generation can collect. With the political process unable to address basic needs for change, let alone ambitious projects that require sacrifice for the sake of future generations, voting and activism cannot solve the problem alone. On our current trajectory... The amount of economic growth that would be needed to pay off our debt is almost mathematically impossible, barring a technology breakthrough that rearranges the chessboard, a generation primed for Bitcoin. A defining characteristic of Zoomers that makes them worthy of their name is that they move incredibly fast. Gen Z was brought up on a media diet of frenetic stimulation. Its members are quick to learn new technologies and good at using them to create novel content, apps, and social experiences. As McKinsey researchers noted, members of Gen Z are true digital natives. From the earliest youth, they have been exposed to the internet, to social networks, and to mobile systems. This fast paced, technologically centric way of life primes the Zoomers for Bitcoin. While previous generations might balk at Bitcoin's unfamiliarity, Zoomers are more comfortable with Bitcoin than they are traditional banks and financial products. They are well-positioned to build out the necessary infrastructure to bring Bitcoin to billions of people and change the calculus confronting the problems of their time. The Journey Home Although Bitcoin offers hope for Zoomers, they must steel themselves for what is to come. A difficult journey to return to a balanced and free society. Preparing will require independent study to make up for the miseducation prevalent in government schools and higher education. They will need to organize their own communities using encrypted communications networks in the face of censorship, intimidation, and surveillance. They must permeate existing institutions such as legal and financial fields, public service, and corporate leadership with the means to impose tough reforms. In addition, they will need to understand that Bitcoin provides a key part of these means. Bitcoin is leverage in a world where Gen Z has very little. Their need to reject the false promise of crypto and relearn the ancient art of long-term thinking. Every generation deals with crisis, but some generations are called to especially tough challenges. The greatest generation went to war to protect humanity from totalitarian regimes. The Zoomers now face repercussions for decades of monetary and fiscal irresponsibility, and the downstream destruction it has wrought on their freedoms and their culture. They did not ask for it, but for a generation of young people who struggle to believe that their lives have meaning, the calling to rebuild with Bitcoin is perhaps the greatest blessing they could have received. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it great article dave and david um really i'm this this is something that sits heavy and should sit heavy i mean as as parents especially you know as dads when we when we look at what our legacy is for our for our generation not just you know for for you and your family i mean i i could i'd probably rest easy die tomorrow and and rest very easy that if i was gone that i would have left a great legacy for my children but in the long run we we're a species and we have to look at what we are doing and what is being done to us by evil evil people out there uh that is going to have not only an effect on our own children but the species and i think this is i think this is just something that, that these guys got absolutely right for generations now, and I I will disagree a little bit with you know the idea of the greatest generation coming back and rebuilding America. I don't think I don't think that happened. I think uh, what happened in post World War II America is we got the New Deal where they spent more money than they had ever spent. They went into more debt than they had ever gone into. Um, a lot of what happened in world war II was absolutely avoidable. And when we, as the, you know, the left, the, the, I should say the, the, the one, the one left standing superpower, you know, in the world at the time where we went from kind of a, a multipolar world to this, uh, unipolar United States control dominated world. We just spent, we spent and spent and spent, uh, during that time, you know, it was shortly after FDR had confiscated gold, had made uh, people who would not turn in their gold uh, criminals and, you know, criminalized, peaceful people all over the, the United States. We got to the point where we were just spending. We they they ushered in more and more social programs more than ever. Uh, and they thought that this was, you know, this was the Keynesian way to stimulate an economy and to To put it into perspective, this is, I believe, you know, minus 1913. This was the shift into another gear. This was the shift into a new uh, direction where, you know, we we devalued gold. We, we, I say we, the United States of America as the government devalued gold. And so to see what it's done to generation after generation after generation. Um, Starting with the '50s and '60s kids, you know, that grew up into uh, the young adults of the '70s and '80s. You know, that was that was my parents' generation, and that generation was, you know, uh, probably one of the first generations that was raised in suburbs. For maybe the majority of people, was raised in suburbs. We went from an uh, agrarian based society into a society that was industrialized. The then, the, you know, neighborhoods started popping up all over the place. And during this time, I think this is one of the places where a lot of the decay and anti-fragility um, started in America. I mean, we you, you literally begin to see these generational homes with kids and parents and grandparents start to disintegrate. You start to see the rise of neighborhoods, uh, which was single family, not generational family. You see the loss of the ability for people to produce their own gardens. I should say not loss, but they just, it just wasn't a cultural norm. Uh, they thought, Hey, you know, we've got all this technology. We're never going to be hungry again. Uh, we can can and preserve food. We have all this, this amazing stuff. We have a, uh, an abundance. And so we can start to outsource, the, the, the basics of life, growing food, water, electricity, all, all of these things. And I believe this is one of the, the you know, the, the, the kicks that was the precipice for taking the, the, the family and destroying it. I've talked about family a number of times, but during that time, you know um, what was happening in terms of a shift of, I'm not saying that it was, you know, because of suburbs, I'm t- this was because of money and what was being done to the population uh, through design by the administration, the treasury, and at the time, uh, the Federal Reserve, where you started to see these, I don't know, just just this destruction, first and foremost, of culture, of, of family, and what it meant to be anti-fragile. I think you see it all over the place. And one of the, the greatest atrocities I think in America was the war on poverty. The war on poverty, uh, was one that was sold for the black community, especially, um, the war on poverty was supposed to, I don't know, be this, this beacon of hope and, and light for the inner cities and the ghettos and, in places like that, which were to, uh, to, to destroy being poor and, instead of doing that, what it did is it incentivized fatherless homes, uh, in terms of welfare and handouts and, uh, incentivizing, pushing males out of the home, uh, around the same time you you begin to get, uh, the war on drugs and the persecution of plant medicine, things like this. And this, this all starts to kind of tumble down. Um, and I will tell you from experience, you know, I remember growing up and I, I know for a fact in the neighborhood that I grew up in, um, there were some child molesters and we, we found out later on this, this is where I kind of wanted to, to steer this conversation a little bit today. Um, which I'll get into, I think more and more, but this, this is one of those things where I don't think people realize, you know, growing up in the seventies and eighties, now you've got all these people crammed in these tight spaces, you know, you've got more people, you know, per square inch and homes and, you know, perverts and everything else with this degradation of, of society that's going on during those times. And when, and I should say the the family, the, the nuclear unit, like this, this is an experiment, you know, this, this hasn't been happening for, you know, most of history, uh, where you go from, you know, the agrarian style of human beings, which I think needs to make a return. Um, and into this place where we just kind of accept that, you know, technology and all this other, uh, you know, distribution networks, food supply networks, you you name it, um, are going to be there on tap um, for, for human beings. And that's, that's some way that's, it's extremely bothersome. so, as they as this continues, obviously we we get to that point where this can has been kicked down the road, you know, really since the the nineteen twenties, uh, but it gets worse, it gets worse, and it gets worse to the point where in twenty nineteen we saw you know what happened with COVID covering up the entire uh, you know liquidity crisis that there were for for credit and banks and and everything that was going on, and that shut down America. And I mean, listen, I'm all for shutting down government education and indoctrination at that. But when you have children who are used to a certain way of life and a routine, and they get disrupted, and then they get absolutely bombarded left, right, and center, where it's just in their face all the time, that they've got to deal with diseases. They've got to see, the, you know the, the they've got to they've got to be told, you know. And we were told the same thing as kids that, you know the the world is ending because humans are so gross and so dirty and just you know awful that you know the world might not be around for us. You know, um, in in the eighties, the narrative has changed a little bit for a lot of these guys. At first, it was you know we we've got possibly an oncoming ice age where, you know, we're not going to be able to produce, uh, food, medicines, all that kind of stuff. We're, we've got a hole in the ozone layer, which you're all going to have skin cancer and die is basically, you know, what they thought, you know, we're going to lose the ozone layer. And then, uh, the, the earth would become this barren rock that didn't, was just absolutely void of life. So that's been going on since, since I was a, a little kid and continues today only they tell them hey you got 10 years left you know if if you're if you're indoctrinating kids all the time with this climate fear porn shit that is just you got 10 years left you got 10 years left you got to do something about it you got to make a difference in the world if you don't then hey we're all done (sighs) To, to see that happen and then to to understand that you know everything that America was is not anymore, you know, at least when I guess at least when, at least when we were growing up, when my generation was growing up, we had this, you know, star spangly idea that the country was doing pretty well. Like we, we thought, Hey, you know what? America's uh, doing well. We're seeing things like communism come down. Um, you know, russia uh or the ussr at the time uh was dissolved we had the uh the reuni- reunification of germany at the time when i was probably i don't know eight nine ten years old somewhere around there and you know it, in general we thought you know america's doing pretty good in the world and now i don't think kids see that i think you know kids have been brought up especially not so much to look at their government in that way, Government indoctrination would never do that, um, but to look at their fellow human beings as if they're the problem. And I think that's the psychosis that is is really tough. You know, if if you're a kid and you're looking at every human being that's walking around through the lens of government indoctrination, I mean, what are you driving? What are you wearing? What are you doing on social media? Like all these things, that if you're not in agreement with teachers, administration, faculty, staff, what they're being told to to learn and regurgitate, if if you don't, if if you're not into that kind of stuff, then you're going to be ostracized. And what happens? They they start to do it through social media. I mean, kids are kids, and you know, I think everybody remembers what it's like to be a kid. I mean, if if it's your day and somebody you know, who's popular has their way with you and is having a bad day, man, that's, that sucks. That's one of the, that's one of those things. Well, now amplify that for anybody that wasn't on social media as a, as a kid, as a teenager. And all of a sudden, man, the amount of peer pressure and just, just straight up, just nastiness. Um, and you know, not only feigned outrage, but this mob attack that can happen when you're doing it through social media and not in person. I don't think a lot of people uh, really understand that from a kid's point of view. So to see this, to understand that this government, this country, this administration, every everything that's out there that's just absolutely barraging these kids is full of shit and bankrupt and depleted of any and all moral, you know, vestitude. Like it's just, it's gotta be a lot for kids. And as dads and fathers, as, you know, as guys that are are trying to, to bring about change for what's happening in this world, Bitcoin offers us, a lot of understanding on not only why it's happening, but the solution for it in terms of talking about things. One of the things that I wanted to kind of get into with all of this, and then I agree with those guys, but one of the reasons I think the culture is, has headed the way it is, is because it's a fiat culture. It's a manufactured culture. It is a culture that. Had it would would not exist on sound money on money that is you know it, that is hard and when i say that and i you start to look at it and you know you start to understand i think what's going on i mean you see it all day every day now you know the next giant corporation is going out and committing economic suicide by going woke right whether it's bud light Target or whoever the hell else is going out there losing literally, you know, tens of billions of dollars, if, if not more, um, you're seeing this, this society start to push back, which I am so damn grateful for. Um, Joe Rogan actually had a great comment and I think this is, uh, this is worth, you know, playing because this is where I kind of want to go with this conversation because this, this is exactly what fiat leads to. Fiat leads to predators that are propped up by a predatory government. And when you've got these, I don't know, this, this cabal that is all knowing, all seeing, has algorithms for everything, already has cutting scores and everything else for you. There's, there's something else afoot in America and what's going on. And people ask, you know, why is this exploding now? I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you after, um, I play this one clip from from Joe.
1: Target lost billions of dollars because they tried to have this pride selection. Oh yeah, gay mannequins. Yeah, they they well they had all these like pride children's shirts yeah. and gay children. Yeah, yeah. and then Sorry. obviously the Bud Light thing with Dylan Mulvaney. They've lost twenty plus billion dollars. You imagine you're just going to send. A can to some confused person that uh, day 365 of womanhood and you send that person a can with their face on and your company loses 20 billion dollars that is wild man so we're seeing that now well yeah. we never saw that before where people are going enough right enough stop shoving this down everybody's throat when i go to target i don't want to see like yeah tuck pants where you like they're designed to help you tuck your (laughs) dick. like hey that's not normal and i don't want that right in front of everybody target lost Uh, so
0: i gotta i'm in full agreement with joe here i mean when when you have this literal targeting of kids for whatever whatever it is um, but especially sexuality, um, in, in terms of having, having any, any outside force, any, any outside person discuss, bring up, talk about this with your children. That isn't specifically authorized by you to talk about these things where, Companies are coming out, and they are—they're—they're literally. I mean, Target, in in general, had bathing suits, they had swimwear, they had shirts, all this other stuff that was not only promoting, you know, gay pride, which I don't care. You know, great, have gay pride. I don't. If you wanna, if you wanna be. Proud about your sexuality, that's I, I think is supposed to be just one of those things, like I think we've agreed to this point where sexuality is one of those things you don't choose. And I mean, there might be a small sliver of people that are uh somewhat not only manic, but uh they 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 have multiple personalities in terms of being schizophrenic, you know, outside of those people, this isn't something that people choose, and so to continuously shove this gay pride stuff and on top of it now to add in the trans part of the lgbqt whatever the hell hell they're they're calling themselves these days to add this in to a child's swimsuit that says tuck friendly or non-binding or whatever to, to, to kids this is an absolute affront. This is the Overton window being pushed. And the, the question, you know, I have for a lot of this is why? What the fuck are, what What are you doing? You know, for a fact, as Target, as Bud Light or any of these other, you know, corporations that are going this far with any of this shit, you are going to get hit very, very very hard in america especially and when you're considering that you have a fiduciary duty to your to your you know uh stockholders and you do this kind of stuff anyway god you got to think that like this is this this is this is a lack of fiduciary duty which is actually against the law uh I, i don't know if it'll ever play out in a court that way it'll be very interesting if it does Um, you know, if you, if you ever go woke and you cost your, your shareholders a, a ton of money, knowing like what happens to people who do this kind of shit, I don't know, but I do know for a fact that this kind of behavior, this type of sexualization is absolutely brought on by fiat. Why? Well, fiat in this world Is. Is one of those things that is doesn't doesn't stand by itself. It infects everything, and so let's let's talk about this in terms of you know looking at the United States as if you are literally at war, really. If we're literally at war, and I could cite things like fires popping up in Quebec, uh, or Quebec, or where however you say it from wherever you're from. Uh, you look at train derailments. You look at poisoning the skies. You look at poisoning the rivers. You look at poisoning the land. You look at poisoning the food. You look at the the decaying and the the attacks on infrastructure in in America, and you start to be you start to see it, especially from you know somebody who's gone to war. You know I, I've said this multiple times, but the first thing that happens in war is you know the the enemy is weakened to the point where when it is time to roll in with your tanks and with your military, they're already ready to give up and you're starting to see all of this. I I think the average you know, normie in America is starting to see this kind of stuff. You are at war and what they are trying to do is destroy your society. So how can you get people who are in these giant companies to do silly silly things like promote tuck bathing suits for kids? Well, I think the answer is this. I think because of the social credit scores that are already in existence with, you know, all the three-letter agencies, I think what's happened is they have gained control over and know exactly who everybody is that is, interested in pedophilia. I, I honestly believe this 100%. And this would be very, very easy. If, if you're a person that's screwing around on whatever part of the internet, whether it's Google, uh, whether it's social medias, whatever it is, and there is an incentive to the government to take whatever your, your, your score is, if you are leaning towards pedophilia, and they know that for a fact, what they can then do is then use algorithms to introduce you to people and to other, I don't know, other I don't know, societies and you know groups or whatever it is that are also pedophilia, which I imagine a lot have been set up by the government themselves. If you look at what's happened in the news just recently with uh, you know J.P. Morgan uh, paying out, I think it was two hundred and eighty million dollars to unnamed people that were supposedly, um, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, taken to Epstein's Island, uh, for helping that f- to, to be the financier of what was going on in Jeffrey Epstein's life. And the fact that you have no answers and nobody from, you know, the, the list of, uh, you know, the child trafficking that just Maxwell is locked up for has been revealed. When you look at how this all comes together, you've got a DOJ, you've got the FBI, you've got the NSA, you've got the CIA, you've got all these organizations that are clearly, clearly in the tank for the current quote-unquote administration. Um, You know, not that maybe the the last administration wasn't part of it, but here's the deal. When, When you see... That you have the power structure with all the money in the world that can do this kind of stuff and that has time and time and time again set up traps to you know literally entrap people whether it is you know the people of january 6 or whatever the hell it is the people that were gonna i don't know run some sort of assassination uh on you know whitmer up there in michigan the fbi And the rest of these organizations have literally gone out of their way to build enticing entrapments for people who are less just, let's just say pedophiles, people who are people that are rage monsters, people that are drug addicts, people, you name it. Like they have built an even bigger network to bring those people into so that they can exploit. And that's my point, as I think that when they have all of this information in a fiat run type of government, fiat society, fiat banking cabal, fiat industrial complex, when on the back end, they know anybody and everybody who's a pedophile and how to bump them up or push them forward or do whatever they need to do to get them to act out, whether it's you know promotion or you know like the the kind of the, the the nudging like hey keep keep bringing these people up this this is the kind of policy this is what we're looking for or the the at the end of the day the the really really insidious side is the blackmailing you know if they know that you're a pedophile and they know that these people are pedophiles and they continue to push and push and push and push and say you're going to do these things or we're going to expose you I think the reason you're seeing what's going on in America right now is because these people own every aspect of the narrative because fiat was the um w- was the absolute base layer that it was created on. So what do they do? They literally build the most insidious, awful pedophilia, I mean, complex that we have that i think maybe the world has ever seen and when you start to like wrap your head around oh yeah you know what like this makes this actually makes sense this, this this makes sense why why is this all happening why are they trading billions of dollars to push this kind of thing what what exactly are they doing and i will tell you it's the same thing i said when we started going into covid is you're looking at economic destruction. You are looking at economic hitman shit because this kind of stuff where they can literally just, uh, I don't know, wipe people out, whether it's, you know, wipe a, an individual out of a job because they won't take a vaccine or wipe an entire company off the map because, I don't know, maybe, you know, somebody's fallen out of good graces with those people. I think you're going to see more and more and more of this because you're at war and the the war when it comes for children finally in this this absolutely most perverse way has to be met with overwhelming force and resistance this is this is the line that every i think every father is looking at right now it's like man you guys you guys are this close this damn close to go in over that line and when you start coming after the kids our our easy way of saying hey that's enough is we're we're just not going we're not going to we're not going to be your patrons anymore that's that's the easy way out of this it is not the last resort now, you know, this is this is why I I get into Bitcoin. But there's there was a great post, um, you know, for for anybody and everybody that's like, oh, you know, you're homophobic and you know you're you're transphobic or whatever. Like, look, um, this post kind of sums it up, I think, very very well for. The most of us who are out there, and I, I want you to know, like you're not alone in this. If you think that they've gone too far, they absolutely have gone too far. This is from, um, uh, this from you know one of the guys on Twitter that uh, that I follow. uh, His name's well, it's Five Times August is uh, the tweet, and this tweet went absolutely bananas. Like there's eighty thousand likes on this thing. Uh, I think it's got eighteen thousand retweets. He uh, he says nobody is afraid of gay people have you considered the possibility though the vast majority of america is just exhausted of obnoxious self self-absor- absorbed entitled narcissistic confused and angry angry rainbow cult religion being shoved down our families throats every single day and i'm going to stop in between and i'm going to say yes i am i am sick of this shit i am 100% like I don't know what the gay population is in America. It's probably something like 2 to 3%. When we have this just all the time, every day, shoved down your throat, like, man, sexuality is sexuality. If you want to be with guys, great. If you want to be with girls, great. Nobody cares. And we're definitely not afraid of gay people, especially gay people that want nothing to do with our family and our kids in terms of manipulating them to make us fit their worldview, live your life in peace, just like everybody else. Like that's, that's all anybody asks for, but that's not what it is between, you know, Disney and the rest of these organizations that are out there that are literally geared towards kids. This is the theme in all of this. It's just like over and over and over and over You are going to hear about this. You are going to be exposed about this in everything that you do. And it's like, man, we don't, we don't, when do you talk about being straight? When do you talk about, you know, this, this entire idea that you have to talk about this with kids? Especially, I mean, like kids that are, they're not, you know, even close to be hit to to hitting uh, maturity. It's ridiculous. He goes on in this one, and this is the long, long tweet. So Uh, he says, and that none of you are actually victims, but extremely privileged brats. I agree with this 100%. I mean, not only are you privileged, like we've gotten to the point in America where so many people have it so damn good that they have to find some sort of fake ass outrage to be upset about. They have to invent problems and it's tiresome. It, 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 it is 100% like you got nothing better to do. You got nothing else more concerning in your life. No, you're a brat. You're going to sit here and you're going to shove this shit down everybody's throat because you have a victimhood mentality. I can't stand that kind of shit. And that maybe you've been programmed by mainstream media to regurgitate words like hate. Or afraid as a knee-jerk response to anyone who's not putting up with your insane crap perspective on life. Because maybe we have certain values we're trying to teach our kids without rainbow barf interfering every time we leave the house. Like the idea they're actually perfect just as God made them and the day they were born, and maybe they don't need to cut up their body and irreversibly, irreversibly hurt themselves to be happy. Especially before they're old enough to drive, um, I'm going to stop right here for a second. This idea that you you're going to talk to kids about changing their body before they're 24 years old and irreversibly doing so, whether it's through chemical crack castration, through changing, you know, possibly, uh, you know, breast either breast reduction or you know, breast removal or, or possibly, you know, taking a a set of genitalia and, and cutting them up to do something different with them. Like just, just absurd, absurd to think that you have the ability to make that choice for another human being before they're an adult. It is, it is something that absolutely drives me nuts. There, there's absolutely no room for this, and I think, I think most people, in a normal world where people are looking at long time horizons, I think those people see this. This is it. This is why fiat society is so dangerous because it's right here and it's right now, and it's it's do anything, everything you can for pleasure right this second because you might not, you might not have it and. Five ten years, and so what do they do? They get caught up in bullshit like this, where you think you're gonna you're gonna mess with the kids' genitalia, you're gonna mess with their breasts, you're gonna mess, you know, with with their hormones, that are like literally chemical chemical castration. It's, it's sick, and, and it is. It's literally a sick, sick sickness in 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 our culture. He goes on, or that they have more to offer the world than dressing and drag and dancing for cash tips in front of five year olds. Yeah. I I'm with you right there, man. Like hundred percent, like whatever you're doing in front of kids as a perversion, when you introduce sexuality to anybody that's, that's a minor, you're a pedophile, 100% you're a pedophile. I don't care if it's you're, you're getting your rocks off by dancing for a kid, by dressing in drag or like you're you've got you're you're leaning pedophile if not already a pedophile this is the kind of thing that man i'm gonna tell you in in a in a society that's built on real value on you know what what gives us our i don't know our our generational family our your concepts of you know, long time horizon of, of scarcity, the idea that kids are individuals that have something to offer to the world as they grow and mature and, and pursue their passions. If they can't do this because they're too fucked up in the head because some pedophile screwed with them when they were kids or that their parents or somebody else that was their caretaker introduced all this kind of bullshit to them and really screwed them up. Like that kind of stuff has to die. This kind of stuff has to be cut out of society. It has to, and it would be, um, you know, in, 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 a, in a functional non-fiat society. He goes on, have you considered the world doesn't actually revolve around you and what your pronouns are? I understand this is a hard concept to grasp because the world quite literally right now is revolving around the pride cult in every way possible from TV and movies, books and children's entertainment corporate brands, and commercials up to the highest levels of government down to the public elementary school system. But guess what? It's all a show, buddy. It doesn't represent reality. It's an agenda designed to divide and conquer, confuse kids, sexualize them, separate families. It's perverse. And if you're going to stand there and tell me this is all in the name of progress or what my perspective is outdated as your friends in the movement enjoy doing, You tell me that what we're progressing to then. Once drag queen story hours and kink parades are truly accepted by society as kid-friendly and appropriate family entertainment, where do you progress to from there? When are those things going to be looked back on as outdated and what comes next? I think you know, we all know, and that's why so many are putting their foot down here. It goes No further. Um, Man, five times August. Appreciate this, man. This is one of those things where, I don't know, I think probably back in the day, he probably would have got booted from Twitter had this not been Elon Musk. This This is important because what they are doing and what they are saying is pedophiles are welcome in our society. And enough is enough. Like it's not. This will never, ever be okay this has to end and it has to end with our generation like this is it these guys should never ever ever have to experience that and where are they going from here when they when they take when they take pedophilia and they say yeah you know what this is super normal where where do you go from that where do you, where do you go from thinking I mean, and, and, and literally, it, it hurts my fucking brain to sit here and have to go through this kind of stuff because some idiots out there who are propped up by a fiat system are pushing, using, weaponizing, and creating systems for this evolution in
1: our country right now. you cannot do this
0: on a sound money standard you cannot have this kind of shit happen in in a culture as fast as it's happening without this when you have a system that can print money and give it to every alphabet soup that's out there that not only protects the politicians who are involved in pedophilia in rings that, you know, fly down to Jeffrey Epstein's house, billionaire rings. When you have banking cabals and, you know, these, these industries and on top of it, you have politicians out there and people with guns that work for the politicians using our money, using taxes, using everything else to set up, to protect the politicians, to, you know, put together child pedophile rings to then also bring in industry that will record those things, take pictures of those perversions, and then put them out in the interwebs for perverts and pedophiles to come find and then entrap them and then use them to further the agenda of taking down America. Like this is what's happening. This is done because fiat can be printed at a printer and nobody, nobody is held liable for counterfeiting. We owe our children so much more as fathers. We owe them the fight. We owe them the understanding that, we get it. We, we know what's going on. And it is our job now to make sure that this gets into the rest of society where they understand not only what it is, but what the solution is.
1: We have this amazing moment in time to just to just
0: kick these guys absolutely in, in, their, in the nuts or where their nuts used to be over and over and over and over again. To accept fiat, to accept that type of government, to accept this type of culture, this type of manipulative trap that encourages, promotes, traps, and pushes pedophilia, oh, man, is is got to be one of the Greatest blunders of anybody that's ever come up in the Keynesian system that ever suggested something like this could work, will work, that wasn't an absolute cancer for a society and for a culture. I hope to God, people out there start to see how this all works. I hope you you really understand after this, why it's so important for most people to reject things like CBDCs, to reject fiat, to get their money out of the system, put it into commodities, put it into being anti-fragile and put it into Bitcoin. It is imperative that you not only know this, that you can teach it. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts as fathers that we can do in terms of protecting our kids and the, the species. Learn Bitcoin, learn economics, learn why it's so damn important for our kids, for the species, and then pass the word along. It's the least we can do literally it's the least we can do not only could you change one kid's life you could change generations of kids lives from here out the faster we get to a bitcoin standard the faster we don't have to have this kind of bullshit shoved down our throats day in and day out where they're literally coming after our kids I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I really appreciate it. I know this was one of those episodes that, ah, uh, I don't know. It just had it had to be said. I'm done with it. I'm done with this whole LBGQT nonsense. I know there are a lot of people in the gay community that are also super upset with these people, um, but you know, in in this day and age, the the people that are pushing the buttons. Pulling the levers, doing all that fun stuff in the cabal. Those are the people that are going to make people have headlines. Thank God we are getting decentralized, not only in our money, but also our communication. And that uh great guys like this are popping up and calling it out. So thank you to everybody who is out there fighting. Thank you for everybody who's out there spreading the word. Thank you guys for doing everything you're doing to find solutions in this crazy time, this crazy world, and and kind of present those to anybody that's going to listen. It takes, it takes a lot. And I understand that probably better than most. So until next time, I love you. I need you. Peace.